0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, the third Sunday of the blessed month of Tut, we have this beautiful gospel uh, story of Zacchaeus, which is only recorded in the gospel according to St. Luke, Luke chapter 19. Uh, You don't find it in Matthew, Mark, or John, or even a, a similar story to this specific story. It's a beautiful story in many ways, in many aspects um, and it ties in, or it, it, the theme of this month, the theme of this month is God's love for the world, God's love for the world um, or more specifically Christ's love for all humanity. Even the worst of the sinners he comes for in order to call them to him. Um, and he teaches us to love God with all of our heart mind soul and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself That's what we heard last week uh, These are this is the main theme of this month But when we see our Savior approaching Zacchaeus uh, We see him approaching all of us because Zacchaeus becomes the symbol of fallen humanity Zacchaeus indeed is probably Um, was looked at as the worst of the worst, Zacchaeus, as well as harlots and prostitutes, uh, people that you wouldn't want your children hanging out with. Uh, But Christ comes to earth not overlooking even those who have been marginalized or those who have fallen into the path of sin or those who have been enticed by the, the greed of this world. Christ comes to earth to show us a better way. And so, his coming through, it says here, he passes through Jericho. It's like he passes through this earth. uh, And he's passing through this earth to show us a better way. And he finds this person, Zacchaeus, who is eager to change his ways. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I say, probably often in the gospel, it's the worst of sinners who are able to recognize Christ and to turn their (coughs) lives to follow Him. It's the worst. Uh, So, too often that uh, it was so often that Christ was hanging out with these um, uh, people that other people just didn't want to socialize that He was called a friend of sinners and a friend of tax collectors. He was called the friend of tax collectors and sinners. this is what his reputation was so it meant that he went out after these people looking for these people and we'll hear next week um i'm not mistaken next week is a story of the sinful woman who comes um, yes and washes the feet of christ so the sinful woman next week the tax collector this week think about the prostitutes other prostitutes and and the thief on the cross These are just a few of the examples of people who are able to hear or see in Christ something and change. And it was to the extent that Christ said to the Pharisees and to the Jews, He said, truly I say to you, tax collectors and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the harlots believed him and even when you saw it you did not afterward repent and believe and in today's gospel it says the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost in the parable of the one lost sheep the 99 and the one lost sheep the early church fathers always looked at that parable as meaning the one lost sheep being all of humanity sometimes we turn it and we say Oh, this individual, he's a lost sheep, you have to go after him. And yes, we understand that we have to go seek and save those who have left the flock. But all of humanity are grouped into this one lost sheep. And Jesus left the 99, who were the 99? Saint Cyril uh, says the angels in heaven or the rest of his creation were the 99. Uh, The rest of his creation were the 99, but he left the 99 to to go after the one, which was all of humanity. And what, it, what could have possibly happened to this individual Zacchaeus or to other harlots or prostitutes or the thief or whatever it was what led them down the road of sin? It's easy to see in our life how captivating sin can be how addicting sin can be and it usually is through a bad experience it's through something that you, somebody experiences in their life Either by chance, by accident, uh, by some bad friends, and they decide to go down this road of either seeking after, um, whether it's fornication or morality, money or greed, and they go down this road because it makes them happy. right? This is what we want to live in our life, we want to be happy. Um, but happiness is not eternal. It's not the happiness that comes from, from Christ, the joy that comes from from God. And we're not willing, or people are not willing to trust the joy that comes from God or that's promised from God. We're not willing to seek after that joy. So instead, we go down the easier route, especially uh, the young, those who are easily ensnared, whether it be through anything, drugs, sex, alcohol, all this stuff that... Leads people down the road of addiction and sin, and we're constantly looking for this happiness from outside things. Uh, it could be other things. It could be gambling. It could be buying. People just like to buy, purchase uh, stuff. It makes them happy when they have, um, you know, lots of clothes or purses or shoes or cars or whatever. You know, this is this makes me happy, and that becomes a way that we can justify what we do. It makes me happy. But happiness is not the goal of this life, but joy, and the joy that doesn't come from something outside of us, but a joy that comes from something inside, and that inside is through Christ. Anyone, anyone who has spent too long suffering in sin knows just how necessary it is to find a Savior like Jesus Christ. Anyone who has been locked into a a, a repetition of the same problem over and over and over and over again where every temptation in this life promises happiness but fades away soon after. I mean, Yesterday I I enjoyed um, an In-N-Out Burger. I don't get these many often so every time I get one I I savor it, right? But it's it's not in my mouth any longer. It's not in my mind. It's past. The temptation has gone. Um, I enjoyed it but I'm not going to look for happiness in in the in and out burger, a permanent happiness. Uh, but this can be applied to so many things, and each of us has to examine in our lives what is it that we seek after that makes us happy, and then also why am I not seeking with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength the the pure joy? And I'm using a different word, so we don't just we don't get confused. The joy that comes from Christ, because the joy that comes from Christ. Nothing, he promised and He promised in the Gospel of John, he said, nothing in this world can take away this joy from you. Even if they're going to kill you, this will not take away this joy from you. It's um, said by some um, poets that it's a God-shaped hole which is within us. And only God can satisfy that. So therefore we have to look to see what is it that that makes us happy or what do we seek after in terms of happiness and why not seek joy in the same way that Zacchaeus sought it it says he was small of stature he was uh, small of stature spiritually and definitely physically but he does something courageous he does something difficult he does something that grown men don't do typically he runs and he climbs up into a sycamore tree so a short person who climbs into a sycamore tree uh, might also be made fun of saying oh you have to climb a tree because you're so short but he decides to do something different because he wants one thing and that is to see, to see Christ now before we get to this point about seeing Christ, it says he ran, right? He did something quickly. In our life, we have to do the things that are good for us quickly. There's a story also in the Old Testament that's it, I was reminded of it. Abraham, Abraham, who was very rich and had many servants, sat under an oak, a mamre, an oak tree in Mamre, or a mamre tree, in oak, yeah, oak tree in Mamre. Sat under this tree and he was waiting for people and he saw three individuals coming to him and it said he ran with haste to them greeted them and and begged them to come and stay with him and then when they agreed he ran with haste to go get a calf to be slaughtered and prepared so that he could feed his guests he himself didn't ask the servants to do it He didn't have other people. He himself did it with with great haste. In our spiritual life, we have to do these things quickly before we change our minds, before we get lazy, before we think we get distracted by something else. The spiritual is always given to us if we listen. In the morning, we're encouraged to pray. And if we don't do it in that moment, we're going to be distracted with something else. We're encouraged to read our Bibles gonna. If we don't do it in that moment, we're going to be distracted by something else. If our alarm goes off to wake us up, to come to church, do not hit the snooze button, wake up quickly, get ready and come. All of these things must be done quickly. And especially when it comes to serving others. Uh, like Abraham did it quickly. But here we see that Zacchaeus runs, takes haste, and he climbs up into a sycamore tree. The climb is symbolizing a desire to reach a higher spirituality. We talked a few weeks ago in the prayer or in the feast of the transfiguration the importance of climbing up mount Tabor or Mount Tabor. That climb was probably a 2-day climb for the disciples Peter, James and John in order to see the glory of God. It means that we have to do work in our spiritual life. Nothing comes easy, nothing comes quickly and anything that comes easily and comes quickly is not appreciated easy come easy go and the work that is required of us is a work that is a lifetime requires a lifetime i've heard many people complain say i've climbed a lot abuna i've i've run a lot i've done a lot of prayers I've gone to church but i i don't feel like god has met me halfway Now, while I cannot judge how much one person has climbed or run, but I am absolutely certain, based on my experience in the scripture and and many other factors, that everyone that seeks God finds him. We hear stories of people in the middle of nowhere, and I mean like a woman in Saudi Arabia with no Christians around her, and the mother of God appears to her of course the mother of God would appear to somebody who has nobody to speak to them about Christ someone who is seeking from the depth of their heart to know about Christ God uses every means possible to reveal himself to that person God does not play hide and seek with us he doesn't hide from us he is not making us work extra hard in order to to find him but all of this is the spiritual path that requires us to get rid of our own egos, to get rid of our own uh, lusts, our own sins, our own issues, our own problems, so that we can see Him, so that we can see Him for what He is, and we can accept Him and follow Him. Everyone who asks God something and God doesn't respond to them in the, in the way that they are uh, expecting Him to respond the answer can be simple. Maybe you're not ready to hear what God has to say to you. Maybe you're not ready to do what God is, is, is wanting to ask of you. And so this climb that Zacchaeus does is a very important climb because he himself is doing something to prove to God or to show God, look, I'm eager to know you. And it said he didn't want to speak to him. He just says he wanted to see him. This desire to see Christ was met with christ in our prayers there are many ways where we can pray and many ways through the gospel that we're taught to pray taught to pray through words of course but here we're taught to pray through a desire to see christ just a desire to see i can come to church with this desire in my heart like zacchaeus i want to see you and like you came to zacchaeus's house come also to my house as well. In the house blessing that we do in the homes, the story that we read is about Zacchaeus. In the end we say, just as you visited Zacchaeus' home, come also and bless this home as well. So Christ recognizes this desire. Another woman who prayed in a different way, she touched the hem of his garment and he healed her. She touched the hem of his garment. So, to touch in the right way, to look in the right way um, and, and he didn't even say anything with Zacchaeus, Christ comes to us. So we have to look at the example of Zacchaeus as a way to deepen our spiritual desire for Christ. Yes, we have to do things, but there's no formula. It's not like if you prayed the Igbeah every morning for the next 40 days, you're going to have some epiphany from God. It's no formula. But there is a repentance that is involved, a desire to change, a desire to be in a relationship with Christ. Everyone that Christ came in contact with changed, except for those who did not want to change. The demon-possessed person, he didn't go to the demon-possessed person and say, I accept you for who you are, I love you for who you are, Uh, just be who you are. No. He changes that person to be in a relationship, a normal, not a normal, to be in a, a the relationship that God had created him to be in, uh, a, a, a perfect human being in relationship to him and not under the the attack of a devil or sickness. And that's why he, he changes, he heals those who are sick, he raises the dead. All of these changes in the individuals to show us what he desires to do for each and every one of us he desires us to be like Zacchaeus to come with haste and then the words of Christ the words of Christ are Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must I must stay in your home Out of all the crowd that was around him, Christ recognizes Zacchaeus, sees his heart, looks to his heart, and says, Today, I must be with you in your home. So, he does not simply um, say to Zacchaeus, um, you know, a blessing upon him or change, but he comes, and, and Christ with urgency with, with his own urgency Christ is on a mission and every minute of, of Christ's mission was important he says right now I must be with you and he accomplishes this, this, his desire to save Zacchaeus and to bring Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus now in his change decides to use his money to make penance for his sins he doesn't just return what he took from people wrongfully If he took $100 from somebody, he says, I'm going to multiply that by four, I'm going to return it $400 to this person. It's an idea for us. It's a thought for us to think what we can do with our material wealth, what we can do with our resources, and that we can use this for our uh, repentance. It's not simply enough to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I won't do it again. But sometimes we have to correct the wrong that we have done in the past as well. This is for each and every one of us to recognize and understand and, and to examine in your own life. If there are sins that I have done, I repent of them, but if there's a way that I can correct or fix or make amends or make restitution, I should follow in the example of Zacchaeus and do this. And then Christ finally says today, today salvation has come to this house. How does Christ grant us salvation? How can we say that Zacchaeus was saved and Christ didn't die on the cross? Christ did not rise from the dead. Christ uh, did not give us the church. The Holy Spirit was not given to uh, to the church. There was no baptism. There was no communion. How can we look and say that salvation has come to this house? Because Christ saves us in many ways one is not exclusive from the other but all of them are taken together his presence among us his becoming a human being through his incarnation in this he saved us by uniting heaven and earth again and then he invites us to be in a relationship with him but only if we are willing to repent and to change And in this, salvation comes through the invitation of faith. If I have faith, I can be saved. And then the invitation to do works that I should change and and, and actually do something uh, different in my life physically, not just emotionally and mentally and psychologically. So the call to live a life of faith, to call to live a life of good works, or to live a life in the spirit that produces the fruit of the spirit, This is also an invitation for salvation and this salvation that comes to us whether through the incarnation and the the life and the change and repentance naturally develops within the church and through the sacramental life we are able to constantly unite ourselves with christ more and more zacchaeus sought to see christ he accepted this relationship with christ and everything that meant that it meant means change And also restitution, fixing what I have done in the past. And this relationship became salvation for him. And so Christ says at the end, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. This is the ministry of the church. This is what we are continuing to do. Is that we are continuing to seek after those who are lost we are not a church that is simply serving ourselves we are not happy if our own company keeps coming back week after week and we are not going out to seek those who are lost we are not happy if these seats are filled we are not sad if these seats are empty but we are happy with it, those that are coming even if it's one person who repents and changes because this is the mission of the church we don't look to see the church's success through the size of the building. We don't look to see the church's success through the number of people that attends. But the church's success is always through how many people have repented. And I remember Pope Shenouda. It was um, a famous story on the East Coast that in one of the churches, the um, the head of the service, and you know, was asked to give some sort of a, a, a report on the number of students and the number of kids number of Sunday school classes and all of these things and he was giving this report but His Holiness Pope of Abbas says How many people did you bring to repentance in this year? This is the mark of the church. Are we an active church? Depends on this. Are we a faithful church? Depends on this. Are we following the example of Christ? Depends on this. So let us today pray that God gives us this spirit and this mentality to seek after those who are lost. And just as God was faithful, God was faithful in sending His only begotten Son into this world, and was faithful, Jesus Christ Himself, in going and visiting Zacchaeus. Let us take trust in this, uh, trust in this, have confidence in this, and ask Christ to visit our homes. Ask Christ to visit the homes of others. Ask Christ to be with us in our congregation, in our church. Ask Christ to change us, even if it means I have to do things that I don't that are difficult for me to do. Ask Christ to change us, to follow in His way, to follow in His path. Ask Christ to, for us to be faithful and honest, to continue the mission that He started to the glory of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, in the honor of the teachable justice.